0: Hey, who are you going to call? Obvious jokes are us. That's right. Ghost hunting movies on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast.
1: Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer
0: It's me, Insane Mike, your host for episode 214 of Attack of the Killer podcast. and We are are talking about ghost hunter movies on this episode. (laughs) What does that mean when I say we are talking about ghost hunter movies? See, Attack of the Killer podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends, we get together, we pick a topic, we talk about movies within that topic, and this topic just happens to be movies about ghost hunting. This time around, we actually have our very own ghost expert and killer podcast alumni, an OG member of the show, if you will, to help us on these movies, authenticity. Yeah. A little more on that later. You too can be a member of the show from the comfort of your own living room without actually having to watch the movies. I force these other guys to watch on the show. You can do that by becoming an official attacker. You just go to our website, jointheattackers.com, and you get so much more Attack of the Killer podcast in your life than just the normal show. You can get bonus episodes, videos, and more just by going to jointheattackers.com. Well, there's a little more to do than that, but you can start by going to jointheattackers.com. And now it's time to introduce you to these attackers, the podcast crew. He was playing football with a bunch of ghosts around the holidays, and he scored the winning goal because the ghost of Christmas passed. Tad
2: good, everybody! Boo. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> he tried telling everyone he wasn't a ghost, but everyone knew he was lying because they could see right through him. Jason Bollinger!
2: Oh, hey, what's up everybody? Just a quick uh, word, I just want to tell everyone we got a brand new website. Please stop over there and check out the tab for the contest. We're running a contest though this summer. Woo! A lot of a lot of really cool fun prizes. Yeah. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at ATKP,
0: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at attack of the killer podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next up, he forgot to pay his exorcist, so his house got repossessed. Andy Wassum. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Boo. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: damn it. Hi, <laughs> and one of the OG members of the show and head of Iowa Paranormal. He's doing an investigation this weekend at a haunted bar because of all the booze. Steven
3: Flyboy <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, but really I am so happy to be back. Thanks for lifting the restraining order.
0: <laughs> Alright, you want to tell the folks at home a little bit about Iowa Paranormals? Get things started?
3: Yes, Iowa Paranormal. Uh, go to IAParanormal.com. Uh, my wife and I started the group back two thousand and eight. 2008, uh, so we're uh, 12 years strong right now. And uh, we investigate uh, private homes, businesses, anything and everything all around Iowa. We have done jails, movie theaters, army barracks everything so check us out
0: nice all right so this show is sponsored by the fine folks at shutter the online streaming service that puts the scares on your screens and not in your wallet shutter has hundreds of hours of classic horror movies to newer films to original content and so much more it's the best thing to happen to horror since jason first put on his hockey mask Don't just take our word for it or my horrible online advertising classes. Find out for yourself. Go to Shudder.com. And if you act now, you can get your first month free thanks to us here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. I know you're saying, no way, but it's true. Just enter our promo code AOTKP and get a full month of Shudder for free. That promo code again is AOTKP. Shudder. It's better than anal fissures. I think i'm gonna cancel uh. those online advertising classes <laughs> you might okay while i'm doing that i'm gonna turn it over to tad for what we watched, what
1: we watched. all right we're gonna just jump right into it andy what have you watched since the last time we recorded
4: uh i've got a Quite a few things here, so the, I'll try to be brief with each one. I watched a new 2020 movie with Scout Taylor Compton and uh, Tyler Main called *Penance Lane*, and I actually, I actually thought it was pretty good. It's kind of like a, uh, how would I put this? It's like uh, almost like *Texas Chainsaw Massacre* with like people dressed up like in *Mad Max* in it, inside this house where this, you know hidden treasures supposed to be uh check it out uh it's not it's not bad uh i went old school because i never actually saw this until well just a couple of weeks ago i watched fire in the sky and it's pretty damn scary even for us for us how old it is and it's based on a true story as well um, been watching. I uh, haven't gone through them all the way, but loving the new unsolved mysteries on Netflix. Uh, check that out. Um, I needed about three or four showers after watching this damn thing. But Jeffrey Epstein, filthy rich. Oh, it's uh, awesome, right? Such uh, a hard watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just, motherfucker. It's, yeah, this dirty piece of shit. Um. In, in other uh, films, I watched uh, since I'm a big uh, canon films nerd, I you know hey. I, I, and I've been on like this weird Charles Bronson kick. I mean, if, I, if it's a Charles Bronson movie that I haven't seen, I have to watch it. And this is just it's so damn funny because it's got uh, Peggy Lipton in it, and she plays his wife. She was uh, Norma Jennings on "Twin Peaks. And it's called Congente, I hope I'm saying that right, Forbidden Subjects. And it is worth the price of admission alone when you see I mean, of course it, it has to cut away because the movie would be related X uh rated X, excuse me. But uh Charles Bronson's playing this detective and he comes in on this pervert and he's like with an underage prostitute and Charles Bronson finds like uh, this guy's sex toy, and uh, he teaches him a lesson with it. So, yes, you do get the implied version of Charles Bronson assaulting a man with a dildo. Not like the usual uh, dildo assault films that I usually watch. Oh, you're always movies. telling us
2: about those.
4: Yeah, I know, right? Um, I actually, and then I watched a good canon film called um, uh, Runaway Train. <laughs> oh, that, is Runaway movie. Train. that
2: movie is awesome, yeah.
4: Um, yeah, and that movie is uh, really, really good. Uh, Eric Roberts, John Voight, uh, Rebecca De Mornay. Um And I saw this one was originally broadcast on the Sundance channel, but it, now you can stream it um, uh, on YouTube. And it's called No One Saw a Thing. And it's the story of Skidmore, Missouri, and how they took care of the town bully. Literally five or six people from different um, vantage points just opened fire uh, on this guy while he was sitting in his truck because he was the town. Yeah, he was the town bully. He had already uh, basically intimidated a sheriff to quit. He gunned down a man in broad daylight and nothing happened to him. He sexually assaulted girls. He uh, rustled cattle. Uh, His name was uh, Ken McElroy. And this happened back in 1981 and there was about 30 people who saw it happen and none of them said shit. None of them said anything. They kept tight lip about it. This town did right. And that's basically the start of this five part documentary series, but other murders and other strange things start happening in this town. We're talking about suicides, disappearances, a woman from Kansas, um said she wanted to buy a dog so she um went to this dog breeder's house this woman who was pregnant killed the woman there in Spring- in uh Skidmore cut her baby out and stole the fucking baby and drove back Jesus. to Kansas and this all happened within from like 1981 to like 19 you know and this this town is no bigger than the one i live in we're talking about 200 people per capita that's fucking ape shit crazy um it's got a death curse. Exactly. Exactly. Death has come to your little town, sheriff. Um but yeah, and they shot him more than 6 times. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yes, definitely check that out if you're into uh documentaries I and mean, it's just like they basically kind of In a sense, like you guys said, they talk about this town being uh, cursed, you know. And I can relate to that because there's a lot of weird shit that's gone in my town. I mean, there's been murders, a few murders here. There's been kids thrown into ditches and, you know, half eaten by coyotes and shit that made, you know, national news. So, and just to kind of tie this all together, um, I was at my wife's um, uh, family reunion. last year and one of her, um, cousins had a boyfriend. We get talking and, uh, this is before I'd seen the, the documentary and I, cause I had kind of known about this, this case where they just gunned this man down. And, uh, he, he says, I uh, said, and, you know, I told him where I'm from. I'm from Chester, Nebraska and blah, blah, blah. And I said, "He goes, I'm from Skidmore, Missouri. And I and I gave pause because I had heard that name before And then like the realization came across my eyes and he, he knew what I was thinking right away. He just says, yes, that's That's, more.
2: That's the one.
4: And, uh, yeah. And I was just like, well, let me tell you a few things about my town. You know I mean? We, I'm not about to get into a pissing contest with this guy because his, his town's a lot worse, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting documentary. And out of all the things I would, uh, I would definitely recommend that if you, if you guys are into that sort of thing. Um, And I I had to watch this last one. I had to watch it just because it is such great 80s, 80s cheese. And, you know, coincidentally, Canon did not make this film. And it is by it is uh, it's about a gymnast who goes on a like a like kind of like a halfway karate sort of mission for like a satellite. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention because it was just a, it's a horribly bad, bad, good movie. It's called Jim Cotta. And oh, uh, yes. yeah. Uh, and the guy who played, uh, uh, Kurt Thomas, unfortunately he just passed away the, just this year from, from like a stroke. just last month. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was entertained by it. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, like a weird, almost like a sword and sorcery, like, and the guys are dressed kind of like ninjas and
1: just, uh, it's, it's gotta be seen to believed. Uh, it's. Yeah. There's a scene where there's a pommel horse in the middle of town for no reason. And he's using it to kick people's asses. He's doing like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's just spinning around and, and kicking. It's, it's clearly they tried to push a guy who has never acted and done anything um, outside of gymnastics to make him an action star, and it does not work. Yeah, they were accentuating what he could do well, and that was pretty much all
4: that he could do well. You want to know why? Because he's a fucking gymnast, not an actor. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, that's, those are all the ones that I wanted to talk about, but yeah, uh, if you're in for, uh, if you want a good, uh, cheesy time and good for a laugh and, uh, which probably I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Rift tracks is probably already, you know, completely torn this apart, but, uh, Jim Cotta, that's all I got.
1: Well, Jim Cotta, I think was like a staple in the early nineties on late night cable. Um, it was like one of those things that I remember seeing on USA and different, maybe TNT or something. TBS. I it, saw it when I was like, uh, like in when I, when I was like eight or nine or
4: something like that. I yeah, think.
1: it's it's so bad, but so good. Uh, yeah, I really. It's one of those fun ones. But um, Jason, let's get to your list. Might as well. All
2: right. Yeah. No, it's not even that big. That's um, what she said. Oh, uh, <laughs> boom So I've been. <laughs> Uh I I just I, I caught the Green Mile for the first time since maybe it came out in 1999. It was fantastic.
1: It was great. Kind of like a new virus you like I caught the Green yeah. Mile. I was like well I watched a lot of TV like I said I going to wrap
4: that wrap that thing, man. Damn.
2: Like, <laughs> like I said in the bonus episode, um I, all weekend it was I will watch the ID channel just to get ready for this episode. There's so much paranormal I, shows it's insane um so but uh and and, and not a horror movie but i just uh, uh we watched we did get to watch eurovision song contest the story of fire saga <gasps> with will ferrell and rachel mcadams I see dude that. i i mean you look at the cover and you look at it and you're like mm, this, mm, this could be bad but no it Was amazing. (laughs) It was so funny. It's uh, directed by David Dobkin, who did Wedding Crashers, one of our favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, and uh, Will Ferrell is amazing, as you could only imagine. Of course, and Rachel McAdams is fantastic too. I caught
1: like seconds of it because Nikki was watching it uh, at different times in the living room than in the bedroom, and I was like, "How was it?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's your." will ferrell doing what he does he's a oh, he's a guy yeah. trying to do something he shouldn't be doing like no, trying
2: that's why it's so funny
1: <laughs> loved it loved it loved it that's on netflix it's really good
2: and then i finally caught uh vivarium 2019 with image and poots jesse eisenberg
1: that's it a bummer right awesome. yeah, it's, yeah good, no. but it's such a bummer
2: yeah it was it was a rough watch it was great i mean because i knew it was. Pretty much gonna happen, but Tina had no idea, and like the second they drive into the community that where every house and yard looks exactly the same, she's just I think I got another bruise like if you ever took me to a place like that, you know like no, and I'm like, yeah, this just keep watching and uh no, it was I really liked it i didn't feel I felt like some people were let down and stuff, but I thought it was crazy, I thought it was a like a really great um, Twilight zone episode, you know, it was awesome and fucking nuts, but, uh, but I love Jesse Eisenberg. I'd watch anything he's in. And then lastly, uh, I, I watched for the first time in 100 years. I finally watched the first season of twin peaks. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. And, uh, Yeah, I mean, specifically the pilot episode was challenged upon Mike and I for this first-time podcast. I don't know if you all have heard of it yet, but it's a pretty cool podcast where you watch something for the first time and you talk it over with the host. And uh, Mike and I had never seen uh, Twin Peaks at all, ever, since it came out. And it's been great. And uh, I'm, I'm itching to kick off season two and get that. Watch too, but I I did like it. I feel kind of bad for having put it off for all those one hundred years.
1: Well, now I can share all the memes. You're just going to get like a flood of memes.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what I'm really trying to say. Check out first time podcast. It's brand new on the PFPN. Keep an eye out there for it.
1: Yeah, we're recording an episode uh, about Jim Cotta soon, actually. So
4: really, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I did. did oh, I inspire that? No, um, actually I have two friends who I watch, um, fighting with like UFC a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, mixed martial arts. And we were trying to find a, I was trying to find a movie that neither of them had seen. And I, and like we are trying to, they're thinking of like fight movies, like, you know, like Bloodsport or whatever. And I'm like, you've seen all those, you know? And I'm like, have you guys yeah. seen Jim Cotta? And they're like, I, I never heard of it. I'm like, oh, this is like the raddest fight movie of all time. I'm, I'm totally going <laughs> to totally ruin their night. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's Tad's po- new podcast. That's
3: why it's exciting.
1: That's what I've watched. All right. Well, let's kick it to our guest, Flyboy. What have you watched recently?
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, <clears throat> I spend more time uh, on Amazon Prime watching trailers than actually watching movies at all, trying that's, to decide what the hell to watch. Right. It's one of the best functions of Prime, getting to see the trailers. That's, oh my God, that's, I feel as though that's all I do. It's just <laughs> yeah. scroll and decide what the hell to watch. Um, Oh God. Honestly, the the only thing that comes to the top of my head that I just recently watched, I think if you uh, checked out my latest YouTube video of some of the, the stuff that I've, recently picked up i uh bought the hunt
2: oh yeah yeah
3: oh, cool yeah i really love that film um very fitting for the times but a lot of uh great humor in it that uh mm-hmm. yeah i, I love that um what else did i pick up oh I, I i watched uh dead alive um because i got it on vhs there nice. um but, make yeah candy happy uh-huh and you know that was uh, one of the staples growing up that I always remember renting uh, was Dead Alive, and usually, like I said, my four or five year old now is still in the TV and uh, putting in um, Jason Takes Manhattan more times than I don't even ask. It is
2: one of the best ones.
3: It's my child's favorite film. How old is? He just turned five. <laughs>
4: okay,
3: <laughs> for some some reason, Jason Takes Manhattan is his favorite film and he's always watching it. So I'm having to watch it with him half the damn time. So smart. So young. Yeah. I don't know about that. That's Jason takes Manhattan. So (laughs) I'm kidding, but um, the new blood. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's all that I can think of. That's come off top of my head, but I'm, I'm always watching films. Just those, uh, those were the ones that have recently stuck out.
1: I, uh, was obsessed with uh, Jason takes Manhattan, but I was probably like middle school. So uh, not quite that young, but I remember th- I think the reason that one stuck stuck out to me was because first just the idea of Jason taking Manhattan is really cool. I'd never been to New York and you know, just the title alone. But I think this was when High V grocery stores rented movies and they had like a pegboard and they just had a mini version of the poster that you would take like a sleeve and you would take it up to the counter and they would get, go in the back room and find the VHS tape. And for some reason that was the only one that was always available. Like the other movies were <laughs> always rented out, but Manhattan was always there. And my dad would be like, you really want to rent that one again this week? Huh? I'm like, well, yeah, I got to watch something. You have something to watch after. Are you afraid of the dark? So, um, you know, <laughs> let's watch Manhattan. And I think my parents were okay with it because that's one of the, like least, risque of the friday the 13th movies i can't it might have a little bit of nudity but um compared to the others i mean especially you know like jason goes to hell right after it was like you know a lot more violent and a lot more nudity so a, i think it my wasn't
4: parents, uh it wasn't a new beginning you know where right you know, yeah. yeah exactly a nude a nude
1: beginning Nude beginning yeah <laughs> i don't know his getting punched off is pretty violent so. but it's so cartoony yeah, it's, oh, the violence is pretty cartoony and a lot of off-screen kills and stuff. So um, yeah, that's, maybe that's what appeals to it. It's so ridiculous. But um, drowning in the toxic waste. Yeah, exactly. He turned. Yeah, but uh, Mike, what have you watched? Okay. Um,
0: first off, I watched uh, 1973's "The Creeping Flesh," um, directed by Freddie Francis. It, Freddie. Um, at first glance, it looks like it might be a hammer film, but it's not technically a hammer film but it's from that era from that you know from that country all that stuff that's good and it's got Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in it but I've been wanting to watch this movie for a long time because the premise alone um has me intrigued well the title alone had me intrigued but uh um, the premise alone is like this uh this doctor archaeologist I don't even know um where he found this but found this like giant um, well, obviously, paper mache skeleton, <laughs> uh, with this like weird, m- kind of monstrous head skull. And anytime any of the bones got wet, it started growing back its muscle and tissue and flesh and veins and whatnot. What's that? <laughs> what are you getting at? <laughs> <laughs> um, and eventually, like uh, this rival doctor who is you know, because Peter Cushing, he's, he's like a, a medical doctor or whatever. And then um, Christopher Lee is this like psychologist, psychiatrist or whatever, uh, basically keeps all of his mental patients in like this, these prison cells in this basement. and um, you know he's obviously not a good guy. So he eventually breaks into Peter Cushing's place and steals the skeleton during a rainstorm. So the whole skeleton gets soaking wet and brings the whole creature to life. And you never get a full scope of the creature, but there's some really cool techniques that they use, like with, with the shadow of the monster and some cool POV shots. Cause you, I guess you do get to see, you know, it's, it's face and it's like weird, you know, glossy monster face that it is. So there's some cool POV shots from the monsters vision, which looks like they shot it through the fake head. There's a gelatin non eyes that are there. So that's pretty cool looking. It takes a long time to get there, uh, to, to get to the monster. <clears throat> um, uh, so it is a very slow burn, but uh, it, that, that last, that last half is so much fun. Cause there's a lot going on with like Peter Cushing's wife. She's crazy. And she ended up like killing herself and her daughter's now crazy. And something about like injecting the blood from this creature, uh, we'll make you crazy or something like that. I missed a lot of that shit, but, uh, and one of, uh, uh, Christopher Lee's mental patients has, has escaped and stuff. So there's this, all these sub, 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 sub plots of, you know, these mentally deranged, this mentally deranged woman and mentally deranged man kind of wreaking havoc on this town. We finally get to the monster and whatnot. And then it has a really interesting little twist ending there, um, that I really, really Thought was pretty cool, but so there was that, and then, um, and then just this weekend, uh, Brandy and I watched the documentary The Mothman of Pleasant Point by Small Town Monsters, so it's from 2017. Have you seen it? Point Pleasant, that too, whatever. <laughs> Point Pleasant, I better get that straight here. Yes, don't them <laughs> things up, Mike. And you'll be excited to know, Flyboy. I was saving this till now, like. Brandy and I are making a, are, we're having a vacation here at the end of the month, and that's where we're going. No kidding, yeah. that's awesome. She's a big Mothman fan, right? It's her favorite cryptozoology thing. Um, m- monster creature.
1: Uh, so How do gonna, you go hunting for that? Just like light a candle or put up like a light? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> we're gonna
1: hang sweaters <laughs> from the trees. Um,
0: now we're gonna hit the museum. The museum looks cool. Uh, really excited about the museum um you know a couple of the restaurants that do theme stuff like this coffee house that does theme stuff and the the pizza place that does the mothman pizza
3: right yeah i i'd love to go there i've talked about it the past few years um i think every september they have the mothman festival
0: yeah we yeah yeah they have the mothman festival which you know figured they'd be canceled anyway so we might as well just
3: yeah just go um are the they do like uh, tours, don't they? Out at, like the TNT
0: area, I believe. Oh, I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. Because we want to go out that way to the. To right. The TNT yeah. They, area. they have
3: a bunch of activities, I think, all year long that you can do different tours around the place.
0: And it's pretty cool. It's a cool dock. Like, it's really expansive, not just on like the Mothman thing, but then like the Men in Black. Right. And the, the Grinning Man. I keep forgetting his name. Um, and then the whole bridge collapsing thing. Right. Uh, so it's really interesting that this town has really embraced it, and so we're pretty excited because, you know, you know, sometimes when it, especially in a tragedy like the bridge thing happens, like nobody wants to talk Absolutely, about it, yeah, and, you know, you know, screw tourists and stuff like that. But uh, this town seems to really embrace it, and. And, you know, and I'm kind of worried, too, with everything that's been going on. That obviously has become a big part of this community's economy. It has to be, right?
3: Absolutely. And, and make sure when you go there, if you're going to stay anywhere, stay at the Low Motel, I believe is the name of it. It's oh. just right, I think, next to the statue. It's is that
0: a- the haunted one? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I looked that up, and I couldn't remember. I was trying to tell Brandy of, like, I saw there was a haunted hotel as well. I couldn't remember the name of it. We're not <laughs> it's staying there. Full We're of moths. Sp- yeah <laughs> we're not staying there there's actually a really cool like little mom pa uh in the ta- uh, hotel on the town across the river okay right yep. that we're going to be staying at that that looked really really cool and had a That's nice hopefully less haunted
2: yes <laughs> probably <laughs> sleeping is good
0: so but yeah it's a cool dock because, it's like i mean i was familiar with the stuff a little bit but not that in depth and not realizing it's a tiny ass town with everything that went on you know so anyway, so that was a good doc. That was fun. And then, um, um, I rewatched, uh, just last night. Uh, this is the end. Cause I wanted to show Brandy some of it. She's a big Michael Sarah fan. Oh. So I had to show her the Michael Sarah yes. scenes for sure. Cause he's probably my favorite part of the movie, even though he's right. even only in the first 10 minutes. It's just that scene when he's like, who took my cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds it in his back pocket so, after yeah. he was impaled by the lamppost. Hmm. Oh, that's embarrassing.
1: I've been wanting Um, to rewatch that recently just because uh, I've seen a lot of the, like every time I I see, uh, oh, so many of the the cast members, but in other stuff, I just like, you know, I I remind Jonah Hill specifically when he's possessed in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the power compels you. Oh, it compels you. (laughs) Oh, does it? Does it compel you?
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, that movie's great. Yeah. It was great. Uh, well, it's just such a crazy concept, you know, they're just, just they're playing very themselves meta at the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they all portray themselves as total idiots and pieces of shit. That's <laughs> what's so, so yeah. great about it. Um, and then the coolest thing ever is Brandy was doing some pawn shop shopping and found the full, uh, all the seasons box set of the state. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching she is letting me borrow it. So I've been marathoning through oh, those God. and oh, it's such a good show. So great. So many things spawned from that group. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So if I start saying throughout the episode, I'm going to dip my balls in it, then you'll know, you know where that's coming from.
2: You finally have a reason <laughs> for yeah. having said that.
1: <clears throat> anyway, that's all I've watched. Excellent. So I guess well, that just, watching. yeah, just leaves me. I haven't watched a whole lot. Um, I've watched An Evening with Beverly Loughlin, which is a new, oh, yeah. not really new, but newer Jim Hosking movie because now it's on Netflix. Um, yeah. He's the director of The Greasy Strangler and definitely is um, me and my wife's type of humor. So we watched it and really enjoyed it. It's not okay. as disgusting and outrageous as, Goodness. as uh, Greasy Strangler. It's more actually funny enough reminds me more of like Twin Peaks and David Lynch. It's like almost (laughs) almost like a parody of Twin Peaks or something.
0: I could see that. That I could see that. I know, Jason, you said when you watched it, it just it didn't grab you as much because like these were these were obviously well-known actors that we know playing these parts. When you watch the Greasley Strangler, you really think that these are just people off the street being themselves in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still, I still really like the movie
1: and it oh, has it's, some, yeah. yeah, good, yeah. But- I loved Emile Hirsch in this. Uh, I, he, you could tell he was just, he's never done something as zany and crazy as this. So right. he got to go all out and um, you could just tell they were having a blast, but I do definitely agree with the idea of seeing the big names. Like everybody I've recognized almost everybody, even the, the people that I would never norm- would not normally recognize. I recognize them because they're in greasy strangler. So yeah, like anybody greasy
0: who's Strangler alum, yeah.
1: Right, anybody who's who you don't recognize as a big star is just someone from Greasy Strangler, so you recognize everybody, but um I liked it and I I wouldn't say I is nearly as memorable as Greasy Strangler, but um he definitely has an aesthetic and uh uh I I laughed a lot in this one. I think it actually came out like maybe last year or the year before, but it's finally hitting Netflix now and they're se- they seem to really be pushing it. I don't I'm not sure why. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people yeah. will it turn it on and, and instantly be like, what am I watching? Uh-huh. Um, like my boss who did that. He's like, <laughs> oh, yes. he, he's like, have you s- seen this evening with something? I'm like, yeah, Beverly <laughs> Flynn. And the funny thing was my boss saw the Greasy Strangler in the theater because of me. So, oh, that's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, so I was like, "Oh, that's you yet?" Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, "You have to realize, you know, that's the same director." And then uh, he he started it, and his wife was like, "This is too weird. Let's watch something else." So he he abandoned it, and then I told him it was the same director's Greasy Strangler. So he waited till she went to sleep and watched it later oh, cool. and and cool. enjoyed it uh, quite a oh, bit. Nice. So, so your yeah.
0: boss actually. Appreciated the gre- the Greasy Strangler. That's oh cool. yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Everybody who ca- comes to my like I, I did it at one of my birthday parties, as you know, and um, I think anybody who comes to one of those knows what they're in for. If you don't like that kind of weird shit, then you're probably just going to stay home, or you know, do, you know, just not come. So, uh, I he has a twisted sense of humor, like I do. So he enjoyed you need to see that
2: flyboy, the Greasy Strangler.
1: Yes, you
3: do. I've seen. The little cover of it, but uh oh, the cover that's as far as justice. I've uh, gotten.
4: I, I haven't seen it record. either. Oh, Andy. What I, t- I I I've got I've had the opportunity. I've got the streaming week service, but
1: I just haven't got around to it. I Guys, it's on Amazon Prime. We can do yeah, it as a watch group watch. Party. Um <laughs> oh my goodness. I rewatched yes. speaking of, I rewatched the Greasy Strangler Friday night for the podcast. I had um awesome. Emily and Jennifer. From Beauty and the Screams podcast on the Prescribed Films podcast network, they watched it for the first time, and we talked about it last night. We had a whole lot to say; they had a whole lot to say about it. Um, but they're still friends with me, so that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most, you know, you have to be careful who you in, who you introduce yeah, that movie true. to. That's um, true. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Jason talked about this one maybe last time. Palm Springs. Did you talk about that one? No,
2: I almost watched it this weekend.
1: I feel like someone talked about it. Maybe I'm just thinking something else, but I watched that on Hulu. It's good. Uh, it good. It's fantastic. Yeah. And Andy Sandberg, Sandberg yeah. Uh, really funny. Um, it's, it's hard to explain without giving it away. So I won't, but it's, it's, it is sort of, you could call it a romantic comedy, more of a straight comedy, but it has a, it's led, you know, led the story is led by a romance, but it's definitely not a chick flick or a typical rom-com. There's a big twist in the movie. That you get right away, but you then you sort of unpack it and figure out how how it's happening. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's playing in some drive-throughs too. It's playing yeah. at the Bluegrass Drive or yep. Drive-In. Um, I wish I sort of wish I hadn't seen it on Hulu because right after we watched it on Hulu, I saw it popped up the next week. I'm like, oh, I should I would have been able to experience it on the big screen. But um, I highly recommend it. It's really cool. A lot of people are putting it at the top of their list for this year, which doesn't mean much because there's been like six movies, but um, <laughs> mostly have just been watching stuff for the podcast. I watched uh, Death Wish 3 with Nikki on Saturday oh, night, which oh is my for the God, yes. podcast. I've slowly like we were getting our way through the franchise and we are doing it two at a time for the podcast. And she saw the first two and was like, okay, these are cool movies. Like I'm enjoying them, you know, and I'm like, just wait till we get to the third one. When he has a <laughs> fucking yeah. bazooka, he uses a missile launcher and a machine gun and he's yeah. And Canon took over. So, um, she's oh, on right? that one. Yep. And yeah, that was a blast as always. The, no pun oh intended. God.
4: That's that. I could go on and on about how great death wish three is, how much of a shitstorm of, of just entertainment. That movie is,
1: yeah i think uh i think she was definitely like surprised in the jump that it took from two to three you can definitely tell oh oh, yeah
4: and i love like how at you know and i'm uh spoiler alert i love how at the end like once the the head bad guy dies like like i think the the gang members must have had like that he was like they like va- killing
1: the head vampire exactly that's what i'm saying he ki- they killed They'll the dissipate. Head vampire. yeah
4: they're just like okay he's dead okay we'll just leave back to
1: our normal yeah, lives uh, yeah, you know, yeah yeah no more face paint no more gang gangs uh, i guess we'll just go get jobs now
4: yeah and that no yeah he had like a double mohawk like he he looked like hawk from the like the road warriors and then he had like a like a red stripe in it or something i was like i don't he know had, what the hell.
1: yeah he had a, a stripe shaved straight down the middle of his head The op like a what would you call that? Like the opposite of a Mohawk. Uh, I don't even know what you'd call that like a bizarro Mohawk, but, um, he's like the least intimidating baddie, right after, uh, what's his name from commando. That's not at all. Uh, Bennett. Yeah. David Patrick, uh, Kelly, who is also in twin peaks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, death wish three. I watched, uh, the vast of night on prime, which I absolutely loved. I think you mentioned that last time, right? Yes, I freaking love it. Yeah, it's, it's streaming on Prime. It's an Amazon Studios um, production. It is on there in 4K, so it's gorgeous. And um, the, the way it was shot is so cool and unique. And there's almost nothing but dialogue the whole movie, but it had us on the edge of our seat. Um, just a cool, lovely little movie. You don't get simple movies like that anymore. I just absolutely adore it. Um, so I'm just going to keep pushing it to people. It's called The Vast of Night, and you'll see it on Prime. And then one last one um, on the Night Flight app. I watched a documentary called Brian Wilson Songwriter, 1962 to 1969. I was not aware. This is part one of three. It's an hour and 45 minutes, and it just covers, like, you know, five years Mm -hmm. of his career, so um, or I guess seven years of his career. And it's very good, but I was like, I was left wanting more. So I'm hoping that the other parts are on there or somewhere to find, but um, I only recommend that if you're a diehard or really want to learn about this man, because like I said, it's an hour and 45 minutes and it's part one of three. So uh, a lot of cool stuff on that app. And anytime beach boys or Brian Wilson stuff pops up that I haven't seen, I got to watch it. So that's what I watched. Very
0: nice. Okay. So it is time to talk about our film. Oh, wait, Wait, let this just in. <laughs> <beep, beep>, <laughs> it's Insane's Games! <laughs> That's right, Insane's games with me, Insane Mike. Okay, we're gonna do I think we've played this game before. Um at um, actors, biog, uh, oh filmography. Okay. So this is a round table game where, you know, we'll start. How did we do this last time? Did we end up mixing it up? It just don't go back to the, fr- yeah. Oh,
5: what do you mean? Mixing it up?
0: Like, did we, okay. Is in my mind, it's like you're one, you're two, you're three, you're four, and then just keep going around like that. Yeah. I think for this, yeah, for this one that yep, you, you uh, got to do yep. it that way. Okay. Yep. The, actor s
1: in question
0: that we're going to play is d wallace
1: oh mm, okay and so we just keep going until we can't name a movie correct
0: exactly exactly okay so starting off with jason name a movie horror by the way horror movie i should oh. emphasize horror movie oh. with d wallace kujo very good kujo uh who's next tad three from hell I for some reason I knew that would probably be the first one you'd say, Andy, Critters, very nice, Flyboy, Rob Zombies Halloween, excellent. I know your favorite, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you. Uh, let's
2: go with. I hated this movie so much. Red Christmas,
0: but really? It's bad. I hated it. Oh man, bummer. I'm I, I sorry. It.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I remember t- uh, Andy said he liked it, but. M- I couldn't do it. I'm
0: so sorry. That's okay. We'll forgive you. Tad. The Howling. Damn it. Yes. Flyboy. Wait, no. I'm sorry. Andy. Popcorn. Damn yes. Oh, Flyboys. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any. I'm sorry. Uh, Flyboys out. I'm out. Okay, back to Jason. <laughs> At least I'm not first out. That's all that matters. I <laughs> you're I'm out. out. Oh, it's down to the oh, nitty gritty. Tatterford
1: I am. Um, now that everybody said Rob Zombie stuff, I think she's in Lords of Salem. You're right. She Damn is in it. Lords of Salem.
0: Mm. Andy.
4: Oh shit! 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 Well, um, ass. ass. Um, <laughs> you guys are mm. be so kidding so yourself. Ass uh da, 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 da. damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it! I yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I know there's People more. are
2: screaming
0: at their <laughs> cars.
4: Oh, <laughs> how many accidents we've just caused!
1: Oh, you're out. Yeah, damn, damn it! All right, it, do I have to one name one? one? I was gonna say, do I have to name one more to win? Uh, because I I think she's a landlady in The House of the Devil too, but I'm sure she's in like a lot of yep, older horror movies that, that I don't remember. Great. Yes.
0: uh, Such movies as The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, The Frighteners. Oh, Jesus
4: Christ.
0: (laughs) We just referenced that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This one, this one a little more obscure because I think she was Uh, was a very tiny part. I don't even know if she had any words in the movie, but she was in the original Stepford Wives. Oh, I wouldn't have
1: gotten that one.
0: She was in Abominable.
1: Oh, I love that's that movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love
4: that, I movie. Love that film. Damn Fly it,
0: boy! And those are the those are the big ones. I knew you guys Ugh. would be pissed. Um, well, wait. There's one more. I know it's everybody's favorite, Death House. Oh, I, I never, never saw see pizza it. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, she was in that new that newer Critters movie, Critters Attacks. The critters
4: attack. Well, Attacks. Oh. well, you mentioned Critters. <laughs> but-
0: it's not the. It, uh, it's not the one that they cut up in the episodes on Shutter. This that's the one that came out after it. Yeah, because I think she reprises her role from the first movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Alligator Two: The Mutation. Um, Almost said that. I know, right? Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the rest is a bunch of garbage like Robo Croc and. <laughs> a little red devil whatever that is okay that was fun and we went by yes. pretty quick on that
2: one really fun
0: <laughs> it's fun for me yep all yeah. right so thanks for playing our game you get a year's supply of rice the san francisco <laughs> treat
1: i'm expecting that now oh <laughs> well
0: okay um but it's the really gross flavor so one box will last you a year okay okay Jason, what's our first movie tonight? The first movie
2: we're going to talk about tonight is from 2016, Another Evil.
0: My house is haunted. So here's the good news, the ghosts are ambivalent. In fact, they're actually kinda cool. So how do we get rid of them?
4: Well, that's the thing, you don't. These entities are just trying to go about their lives. Whoa, you need a cleansing.
3: You want one too? Second one's 50% off.
5: He said you should just live with it like it's no big deal. I don't know what the hell to do about it. We will fix this problem. there's this guy? is just a straight up ghost assassin.
3: We need to initiate a plan of complete and total execution. He'll just look around, tell us what he thinks, and then we can make an informed decision.
1: Are you kidding me, dude?
3: Is that stuff gonna stay in the wood? No, it's just tap water. Ah. Ah! I catched ghosts in my boxes, and they're trapped forever like rats. The outer two boxes have been triple blessed, but the middle box, mama bear, cursed by a priest. I didn't know that priests
0: did curses. Most won't.
3: Not a lot, but they're out there. You know, I was thinking maybe we'd go downtown and uh, do something. Maybe go to a store or go hiking. I drink all the time when I'm ghost hunting. Helps me see ghosts. Be perfectly frank. you see that?
1: Yeah. Bam! Wanna go get a cheeseburger? Spending these last few days with you, chilling, catching some ghosts, I needed it. Come out!
3: <laughs> I think we've done all we can to the ghosts. We're not done. I mean, we've barely just begun. I'm just gonna set this one out. You don't want to see this ghost trap? It's my favorite, it uses magnets. <coughs> Why are you being like this? Do you even think of me as your friend?
4: I am not abandoning my post.
3: Hey, sorry about that. I had to get naked to feel the energy of the living room on my bare skin. Uh-huh. Bacon and eggs?
2: that's right the shutter exclusive another evil
0: we can't do the
2: trailers live on the show
1: anymore i'm pretty sure i can hear you guys laughing yeah (laughs) help it
2: so after encountering a ghost in their family's vacation home a couple hire an exorcist to a ghost assassin to get rid of it they soon realized that ridding the home of the evil spirit will be more difficult than they imagined. When I first watched this movie it was back in 2016 for the I had to watch it for the year-end show so Yeah. Um we didn't know who Colin Robinson was then. <laughs> you know? And but so going back after having uh the what we do in the shadows guy a lead in a movie.
0: Which, by uh, the way, before I'm just saying he's my favorite character on what we do in the shadows. I'm sorry. He
2: might
1: be. I'm an Andor guy. You would be. I was gonna say I'd recognize him as Kenny K Strass, Strass Strasser. Do you remember that? Easy for you to say. <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> at remember. all? No. No. This okay, we're talking about uh Mark Prokish Prokish? Prokish? Well, you guys will remember this when I mention it. This guy played a bunch of pranks on local news uh news stations he He basically booked himself on these shows as a yo-yo master and then he'd get on air and totally fuck up and uh, <laughs> that you know, yeah that, sound that is him
2: oh, this dude's comedy is his sense of humor is amazing, yeah oh and, yeah and it, it just makes me so happy that. He gets to be the lead in a movie.
5: <laughs>
2: oh man! And and before we get going too far, I just want to say how happy and excited I am that we have Flyboy Flyboy here for all three of these movies. Because every one of the movies we watched tonight, <laughs> when I watched them on my own time, I'm like, I wish I was watching this Flyboy. He yeah. really. How do you not watch these and not think of
0: him? And especially the scene when he has to ghost hunt naked
2: yes he's always looking <laughs> right. for a reason to feed the ghosts <laughs> but how, how great is this movie in, like, and it's did dry you even,
0: humor did you even finish the description i feel like i did no oh, I okay did. all right sorry
2: um yeah it's uh so dang funny that the, the it, i like it because it's dry you know it's really dry um and but it's all about his sense of humor it's it's like he helped write it, but I I know he didn't. It had to have been but improv going on. Oh, a yeah. lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. It is directed by Carson me- Mel, who I his only his biggest note for me was he wrote for Silicon Valley, which I love oh. that show. But um, yeah, he wrote and directed it, so it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, again, it's all <laughs> about Mark Prosh, Bjorn, his sense of humor, man. Oh my gosh! Everything he does is the—it's so funny.
1: Yeah, this could have been horrible if they did not have him in this role. If they right. would have got the wrong casting down and had somebody not as dry and um, perfectly weird as him, he just plays that character so well. <laughs> I mean, the movie it, as it is, borderline's
0: on the like disturbing and creepy. So yeah, anybody yeah. else in that role, the movie would have had a completely different tone. I think. Yeah. As I so was it's, yeah
4: well i was to say uh as i was watching this it just really reminded me of like uh get him to the greek it's like a it's like a it, it, hear me out it's like a ghost hunting version of get him to the greek you know cuz like a guy is supposed to um in order to get what he wants, you know, he has to bring in this other guy or, you know, in in a weird sort of sense, kind of babysit him, you know, and he, and the guy that needs the help and has to end up micromanaging this other guy's life, essentially, you know, he basically, he comes to this guy for help, but, and then he basically has to end up helping this other guy. He's like very, very clingy and he's not really even really doing anything, by my estimation. And it's just, every situation is just funny as hell. I mean, to the, the highlight of the film for me is when he starts telling that story, that really long drawn out story in front of that, you know, that candlelit table, that's supposed to be a ghost trap. And, you know, (laughs) they talking about (laughs) his, his buddy having like, you know, you know, they're, messing with the corpses in the mausoleum and the, the, the guy had a staple in his dick and just, yeah, just all this other shit, just completely bizarre. I mean, just keep, I mean, more power to the, to his, uh, his co-star for trying to keep a straight face during that (laughs) show. Yeah, no
1: kidding. It made me think of like the cable guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. that's a really good comparison too. Or yeah. or that mixed with creep, like the the creep movies.
0: Yep. Yeah, maybe lending a little too more to the creep at some points. <laughs> but I don't know, like if you go back and watch Cable the guy, it's it's pretty freaking dark. It is.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this one was a blast. Um like you said it had he he rode that edge perfectly where it's funny and then it gets a little creepy and dark and then he brings it back with a off-color joke or something that he probably shouldn't say um this one's pretty fun i mean you can tell it's a, a small indie movie uh very minimal cast very you know no big elaborate sets and stuff but um i was I think it benefits on my end, because this is a first watch for me watching it after I'm familiar with this actor oh, yeah. and I'm a fan yeah. of his. I, I think if I would have watched it back then, I probably still would have liked it. Maybe I would have discovered him earlier, but um But it was having, better. It's better. Yeah, having a love for him, I'm like, yeah, this I can I, I really went in with that attitude, like I'm gonna laugh a lot, and I did. Yeah,
2: I thought the, even the, the scary stuff was pretty scary with the ghost stuff and oh yeah, uh, I thought it was. Got yeah, me. Uh-huh. But with all these movies, I, I mean, of course, I want to know what you guys think, but I'm really excited to hear what Flyboy
0: thinks of these movies. Yeah. He's a real life ghost hunter. And we picked all the jokey comedy ones for this yeah. episode. Yeah. So here's
3: my thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a hard time watching these films just because I'm so. Brain. Uh, yeah. I'm analyzing, like, really? is that is that you know all that shit so i outside of all that i love the film thought it was fucking hilarious but like i said there's there's just so many things of why why was the house haunted did they cover that at all
0: did they i don't remember i don't think I, so i don't think they even <laughs>
4: right scratch right, the surface of that at all
3: right yeah
0: and so that that was driving
3: me nuts throughout the whole thing was there's <laughs> no the well yeah what's what's behind this um, uh, who has a a fucking ghost trap? Okay, um, uh, the you ghost know, assassin does. The ghost assassin does. <laughs> Goddamn ghost
2: assassin! <laughs>
3: so many of the the methods. I thought the I thought the first guy, the first ghost hunter right. that was there, uh, made a whole hell of a lot more sense. Oh yeah. <laughs> then the second guy, obviously, you know, where he's just like, and that's something we we've told people is some they don't necessarily mean that they're evil in this place. They're just, you know, wanting to get attention. Basically that guy made the most sense, (laughs) but you know, that that's just the problem is I I'm looking at this from an actual paranormal investigator standpoint on a lot of these films. Like, can this really happen? Why is this person acting this way? I have never, I've stayed at a lot of people's homes, (laughs) a lot of people's (laughs) homes over the years. And I have, not been naked.
2: You <laughs> haven't, you haven't tried to befriend one of them, <laughs>
4: right? Longer than you needed to. <laughs> Do you ever get a stripper when you were uh ghost hunting?
2: <laughs> oh, I got. He's thinking.
5: <laughs> no, uh,
4: no. <laughs> <nope>. <laughs> okay, there's a long pause there. <laughs> Very.
0: Um, did you what? what or did you watch this one first, or yes? So I'm imagining by the time we get to the last movie, he had just given up on the whole yeah, <laughs> logic like, side of the ghost hunting. 100%. Aspect. Yes. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> out, out the fucking window. He's like, here's another fucking <laughs> comedy ghost hunting. I just give up. It's done. <laughs> it's done.
4: <laughs> the The one thing that I really enjoyed about this film, just because, you know, it did, it, right, right when it got a little dark and it could have just been, you know, it, you know, really off putting and it could have taken you away from the movie. It brought you back in with like a hint of silliness. Like for instance, when um he ties the guy up to uh, like that little uh, kitchenette or whatever, like the, the leg of it, and he leaves him a little note with like nutter butter cookies saying, "I had to do this, I'm sorry, I'm a good man, you know, and he leaves him these cookies that he that he has no possible way of getting to anyway <laughs> you know it's just it was just so silly, and it's just like it's I think that's the the small little things that the movie needed to bring you back into you know the giddy you know fun entertainment part of it
3: and you know the thing is there are a there are some people out there, investigators, that are really like that guy. Not n- not necessarily him at the end of the film, <laughs> oh, okay. but coming into <laughs> yeah. the, uh, initially into the home, just have some r- goofy. Ass yes, yes, yes. There there are a lot. I, you know, I've over the years gotten phone calls from other investigators that you can just tell over the phone that. Some of their he just made some method, yeah. <laughs> We're just like this guy, absolutely. <laughs> got like
4: the whole Bill Hicks comedy, you know, uh dress up, you know, with the cowboy, the black cowboy hat, and, uh, <laughs> <What the>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Which is a look that does not work on him at all. up yeah. the, it the Bill no. Hicks starter kit. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Yeah. So funny. Definitely yeah. love this movie. And like I like I mentioned a couple times now, like all the movies on here are comedies. Yep. But I would have to say, like, as far as if you want to dig into maybe subgenre of comedies, like they're all they all they are all different. Even oh, yeah. though the theme is all the themes have ghost hunting in them. All of them are comedies. But like this one definitely has got, yeah, yeah, this one's definitely got more of a dry humor to it, black humor to it. Um, Definitely, uh, I like, I think it was Tad that said just how like it's just, it's only a couple people really in this movie, not a lot of locations. And you know, I dig that stuff. Nothing flashy. There's no, yeah. yeah. Definitely a little, definitely low budget, but does the low budget right.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And as we mentioned, some of them, at the beginning, them jump scares. There
1: were a few really good ones. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And if you enjoyed this, you should check out extraordinary, which I talked about, uh, probably like three or four podcasts back with, uh, will forte. It's very similar in in tone. Yeah. These could be like uh, a great double feature. These two movies. Everybody's writing.
5: Yep. Uh huh. Oh, we're not talking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm good,
0: man. <laughs> awesome. So cool. Definitely thumbs up from the, the whole crew here. Um, Tad, what's our
1: next movie? Our next movie is the 2016 movie Ghost Team.
5: Oh, come in. Come in. Somebody come in.
4: Don't do that, you dick! You remember when you were a little kid you used to dream of owning your very own print and copy shop? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Ah! 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 Thank you. This guy came into my shop today. I have a broken down old barn. It's probably haunted. You say haunted? It's just very, very creepy. If we could document some ghost activity, we can actually do something with our lives.
1: I'm in.
5: They have a tech specialist guy, that's what we need. He's a genius.
1: We don't have night vision goggles per se, but I do have two digital cameras with night vision settings. I duct taped them to a baseball helmet.
4: Get on the ground! We're putting together this little team, and you're obviously tough. All right,
1: I'll do it. I'd rather not see civilians get hurt by my watch. You're a civilian, though, because that badge is plastic, and you work in a mall.
4: With any luck, tomorrow morning, I found some ghosts.
5: Yes! We've been catching
2: EMF spikes
5: all night long, but
0: no source. Did you die in this room? We need to open up a line of communication with them.
3: If there are any spirits present, let them make themselves known. Ah! You've, You've angered us! us! I don't think we're welcomed here. Has anybody been in the barn since Stan and I were here? Look, 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 look. Go, go. Look. This is our chance. Go. What was that? There's a face. Get out here. Get we, out, out, we got a face. We got a
0: face.
4: Mel Gibson sees the aliens and signs. Give the alien thing a rest for one second. Okay, two of our friends just got taken by demons. Oh, so it's okay to believe in ghosts, but aliens are ridiculous.
1: Do me a favor. If you see a zombie, don't shoot him in the chest, okay? You got to aim for the head. <laughs> Quit it.
5: Stop it! You're getting spilled! Hold right, on, won't you?
1: Okay. Um, this movie, I'm going to read the, the synopsis real quick and then uh, talk about it a bit. It's uh, A paranormal-obsessed man mounts his own investigation into the beyond with his depressed m- best friend, misfit nephew, a cable-access medium, and an over-eager security guard. Now, this movie has a pretty huge cast, especially for the time, I guess. Um, actually, 2016, probably some of these are a little... Um, on the downswing of the career, but a lot of recognizable faces. I mean, right away, the lead is John Heater, who you know as Napoleon Dynamite, uh, David Crumholtz, who was in a lot of teen comedies in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, Justin Long, who everybody knows and loves. Uh, even Amy Sedaris plays the TV psychic medium, and uh, sort of rounded out with Melanie Diaz, who I did not recognize. But um this movie is pretty much I don't know just your typical teen straight-lace comedy um everybody sort of plays a stereotypical role you have the Justin Long playing the security guard who thinks he's a cop um you know heater who owns the who owns his own print shop which you know hit a little too close to home but um he's obs- <laughs> he, he's obsessed with uh paranormal stuff so he gets this idea because a customer comes in and wants to get some copies made talks about his haunted barn they decide to put this team together he he brings in a girl he clearly has a crush on um which is ellie brings her onto the crew and then they hire amy sedaris who's hilarious and everything i absolutely love her um and everything from strangers with candy to her at home with amy sedaris on uh true tv is is one of my favorite shows on right now, but um, they bring her on and she's clearly not at all fit for the job. She's a bullshitter on TV and is doing it for the money, but it results in hilarious stuff. But I think the thing that is maybe most disappointed about this movie is the direction it takes with a twist. I mean, we're going to spoil it anyways, but they get there and realize that the barn is actually a meth lab. And, um, one by one, the, workers in the meth lab are sort of taking these guys captive as they're trying to conduct their ghost hunt. And of course the group of misfits joins together and defeat the bad guys and blow up the meth house and get away at the end. Um, Pretty paint by the numbers, especially for this big of cast. I'm surprised to see some of the names in this. Um, It wasn't bad necessarily. It just didn't stand out to me. It felt very, um, it felt straight down the line, like not great, not bad, just there.
0: I see what you mean by that. Cause you know, I've actually seen this before and I totally forgot I had seen it until rewatching it. I'm like, Holy crap. I've seen this How'd before. You do that? Well, the weirdest part is like the, uh, I made no association with any of the people that were in this movie from the first time I ever saw it. I had to have known who I these people to. were back then for crying out loud, but watching this time, I'm like, Oh yeah, this happens. And then this happens. And then this yeah, and the happens.
1: fact that you didn't remember you saw it says a lot to me. I mean, well, Aww. I, st- I mm-hmm. still think it's very funny, but I
0: also understand where you're coming from. And the fact that like both times I watched this movie, I had the thought of like, okay, this is obviously a lower budget movie again. That feels like it's probably somebody's passion project who I'm like questioning what the, the, you know, where, why are you so passionate about this idea? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: It had some things I thought definitely were funny. They, you know, sort of poke fun at the, the uh, whole ghost hunter thing with, you know, they're watching a ghost hunter show on TV and I think they actually have a few famous ghost hunters That's on the
0: real ghost hunter guy or the two ghost hunter guys went there
3: yeah jason halls and steve gonsalves from the original ghost hunters
1: yeah People that blew show. me
0: away that day yeah they With,
1: got a cameo uh, in there
3: which if Only, i may I, I i have to interject if i may so so <laughs> i think i think um jason and steve had some input into the film Oh, um, because if you see some of the equipment like a FLIR ther- thermal imaging camera, an EMF meter, some of the the term terminology they were using in the film is only stuff that like a lot of paranormal investigators that have done this a while use. So I, I can just about guarantee that they did. I don't know. Is it the right term consulting on the film and kind of gave some of that knowledge and <laughs> that equipment? I mean, I guarantee it. They did. Um, but yeah, they, I, I was, I was so disappointed in this film.
2: Oh,
3: no.
1: there's so many things. You love John heater. I, I yeah. like that. They, uh, ah. like little jokes, like, you know, they're watching on TV and they're like, they have sweet jackets. So they're making a list of things they need. And they're like <laughs> sweet jackets. And then he gets like the shitty t-shirts that, you know, they're like bright yellow. And it's, 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 that's part of it. You know, it's, it's the same thing in ghost hunting and bands. Like you, you, a lot of people will start a band because they want to make, they want to have a band t-shirt with their band's name on it. You know what I mean? Like you jump the gun, you want, you want the sweet jackets. So, you know, I thought that kind of stuff was funny.
0: This is a movie that is saved for me, saved by the cast, a very talented, funny cast. Mm -hmm. Um, Amy Sedaris, who, yes, I love her. And I really, really liked her in this movie because usually, you know, with like Strangers with Candy and whatnot, her character, her comedy is more outrageous and outspoken. Oh, yeah. And, and Absolutely. a lot more subdued. But even just little mannerisms she would do in this movie, I thought were hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, like moments where I thought she was like tweaking or something like that, you know. Um, eyes I going know. crazy and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And of course, and and uh, you know, and just the whole that whole scene where they're trying to recruit her and John the whole time yeah. like, but you already know what we're doing, and she's just <laughs> trying to process it and play along to. Oh, such a great scene. But, uh, and I have always, always been a huge Justin Long fan. Oh, yeah. And Me too. Even though I feel like yeah. he, everybody knows he's good at comedy, I still feel like he's so underused in comedy because I think he is hilarious. He's mm-hmm. a very, and, and this proves it. His character in this, I could just, watch. I feel like, I almost feel like he was a little underused. I feel like there was more going on with that character off camera that I wanted to see especially um, the, the back and forth between him and the equipment guy. Um, <laughs> you know, but just the, the whole time, he's just, he's just mouth breathing and <laughs> just trying to
1: be cool. Takes himself addictive. so seriously, yeah. Have you seen uh, The Sasquatch Gang before? No, no. I think it's from yeah. 2006, and it's a comedy with uh, Justin Long and I and someone else, maybe, I don't think Heater's in it, but uh, uh, someone Phil else. is in that, isn't he? I think so. And it's yeah. it's he plays uh like this sort of trashy dude of the mullet and they're obsessed with finding Bigfoot and he is fucking hilarious in that. Like and he saves that movie too. It's really dumb just like this, but um if d- didn't have him in it, it would not at all be funny, but he just brings it.
2: Yeah, Sasquatch is in the title, so Flyboy's seen that of course. Yes.
1: <laughs> I yeah,
0: I just feel like like you know, Justin Long is you know, I feel like when he is allowed, he just built his own character in this, in these comedies. I mean, that's no more, that's way more apparent than time he shows up in a Kevin Smith movie that Kevin Smith did not write anything for him. And he's just like, you come up with the character, you know, Uh, to me, it just seems obvious in a Kevin Smith movie, but like this too, just seems like, you know, he had maybe like the groundwork and he just totally developed this like awesome, hilarious character. Um, but even like, uh, uh, even um, David Krumholtz, I think. Love him. Well, I love him I, too. And actually,
4: it's it's. I, I liked him the best in this.
0: It's frustrating for me because we were brandy and I were just watching. This is uh this is the end, and he shows up on screen. I'm trying to nice. explain to her who he is and what he's been in, and I couldn't think of any. I just drew a blank. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is Who's like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so now I kind of wish I would have brought this up. I don't even know why I didn't even think of this <laughs> things I hate about you. Don't you. remember this movie. Apparently, I keep so. forgetting it. Um, but yeah, his whole characterization is just being like just uber depressed all the time. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but- I think one of my one of my favorite scenes that he's in is when they're uh, in the uh, the depart the department store at night and. Justin Long's character is like you down again. It's like he's like you can be you can shoot me, that'd be all right. You know, He's just he's so nonchalant about it. He's like, fuck it, shoot me, I don't care. And then the
0: end of that scene, he's just laying on the ground, facing <laughs> snoring, isn't he? I think he fell asleep. Oh, did he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Kent just totally kidding himself about his wife leaving him at the altar, thinking she was abducted by aliens. Oh. Oh, it's good. Uh, and just, it's gold. And when you come up with a ragtag team of crazy, outrageous characters like that, then I'm in, regardless of, you know, not very inventive script. You just give those you guys... Love the ensembles. I do. I do, especially Get when... The team together. Especially when they're colorful characters like that, that yeah. are so... And back together. Another
3: big issue I had with it was, ha, did anyone see this barn or this house, whatever it was out in the field. Other I mean, than a later on night shot of maybe some sort of barn, there was no sort of like big dramatic pan away to any sort of, it, I think it just no automatically to, cut yeah. to a uh, interior shot or just like a porch of Uh-oh. something. Yeah.
0: That could be a budget. Um, thing. You yeah, know, and I from also-
3: my standpoint, I want to see this place. I
4: want to see what sure. this supposed haunted place looks like, you know, and we did not get that. No. <laughs> Um, when you have a spiral staircase that leads down, and you're going inside of a barn, shouldn't that raise a few eyebrows too? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, I was just like, "That's a pretty, that's some pretty ornate shit for a rundown place," you know. Uh, but. I I like the fact that they keep
0: joking around about killing zombies. And then at the end, all the meth heads that are attacking them or the people that work in the meth lab are like moving like they're freaking Mm -hmm. zombies. Mm -hmm. Extrism, a George Romero movie. And Justin Long gets to take them out. He literally takes them down with freaking paintballs. They're so methed out that they can't stand (laughs) up. (laughs) Uh, They get taken out by paintballs.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't I uh, I I love 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 loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Justin Long is 100% my favorite part of this. Sh- I mean, I just every second he's on frame, I'm rolling on the ground laughing. I just I never <laughs> get tired of it. Anything. He doesn't. And I just I couldn't he just got me in this one. I mean, I could get like maybe he got it too much for some people or something or or it became too much, but I couldn't get enough. I loved every frame he was on film and
4: and that freaking haircut he had.
2: Oh God, God. <laughs> every every single thing was amazing.
0: But I also I have a feeling maybe that haircut was his choice too.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it had to be. But uh I think, you know, I I guess until you guys started talking, I was just like, yeah, it's a I love it. It was great. But then, you know, I do also it did remind me that I think maybe some at the end of the day Something about it did fall flat, and I don't know if it was the writing or the directing, but like you have the cast, yeah, and I feel like the writing probably was there. You know, it's just not because the story's good and it's funny. It's good. Like, it's just not. Just a lot of them scenes just didn't. I don't know if it was the music or the way they were edited, but like there was. It just it seemed like some of it fell flat. I don't know and, uh, maybe
0: maybe they just thought the 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 twist of it being a meth lab was what? was the key, and they that didn't hit a little it too through. close
2: to home. Yeah, yeah.
3: But, uh, <laughs> which you know when he uh, when that old man comes into the store initially, I thought that was just a. Really awkward, horrible way of introducing this location. Like, uh,
2: there's things that are just, it, just that, awkward. that whole right?
3: conversation. Just the way it, it flowed, just was really awkward. And I, I don't know. I didn't get when it cut away from that scene. I didn't know did that guy give him permission to go there? Did what? What? Yeah. Y-
0: you know? It just it was really strange. I, I have a feeling they tried to make it seem like maybe he did have permission by leaving that information out, just jumping from the end of that to like, Hey, we're doing this, you know, so that the reveal of like the meth lab and, and they're really not supposed to be there is, is kind of like an a reveal, re- reveal, but I don't think it was a good, a very good setup. If that was supposed to be a surprise, we weren't really supposed to be here.
2: Yeah. I think this movie has tons of amazing pieces. Yeah. I just don't know if in this one, it adds up greater than the sum you know it's too bad because everything's great and i'd watch it again it's hilarious i will know, i will
0: too in about four or five years and
4: when forget i forget about it yeah totally yeah it's and maybe but, yeah and maybe by that time we can bring like on a real like a real meth cook onto the show to see if that was like really legit that whole operation <laughs> but, down I, there. but i really
2: really really thought of flyboy on this one because it's just small town guy Watching a ghost show, and he's like, "Man, I want to do a ghost." And like, it's my friend. He wants to have a ghost <laughs> show. He wants. I want him on the show.
3: Oh, I can absolutely. I want him on the TV show. Yeah, relate well. Can like, Flyboy turn in a tape and get on this show? <laughs>
2: God And I know how much he loves John Hedder and and Yes. So yeah. I'm like so excited, but I get it too.
3: Yeah. I mean That's too bad. I, I'll I'll be honest, like I've had them conversations with people where they'll just <laughs> nonchalantly will be some person I won't even know or I'll hear off to a side conversation What's about some? a place being haunted, and I'll instantly butt in and just
0: <laughs> do what I can to get <laughs> in that place. <laughs> yeah yeah well sorry we persuaded you to not no, no, no. It like no like i said
2: i still i really like it and there i think there's some really kick-ass comedy in the movie it's just yeah maybe the whole as a whole it's not i wouldn't grade it as high but the pieces are hilarious you know Uh, crum or whatever his name i see i
3: I will say i laughed my ass off there at the end when justin long went to lean up against the van and fell in the back of it oh Oh my god (laughs) that's
0: the best that's and that's the thing go back and watch dodgeball you know justin long i feel like he's probably of this current era one of the best physical comedians out there like because yeah that is freaking a seamless gag that you know he had to have it had it's funny as hell but you know he had to hit hard somewhere oh, yeah. in that van he just goes to lean on the door but totally misses it completely because the door's open and just faces it right inside the van
2: but i also guarantee you that if we all sat down in a room together and watched it it'd be like oh it'd top be, 10 film it'd be, you know yeah, like it yeah. would so it's yeah, it's tough. It's a weird one, but it's on Hulu, right? Hulu. Yeah. So you should check it out there. I, it's worth watching. I think it's worth. It's a definitely watch worth watching. Sure. I mean,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I don't hate it. I just it didn't yeah. um, do anything new for me.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a great way of saying it, um, Andy. What's our What's our next movie?
4: Our next movie is from 2019. A Shudder Original. It is called Detectives.
1: ass. Get your freak show out of here before.
3: Now that's whore, baby. There she is, guys. The most godforsaken casa in all of Mexico. What was that? It's a ghost and it's possessing mine.
4: Worst shit pile I've ever seen. What? Should warn you, bro. Made a few modifications. Okay. Um. Detectives 2019 directed by Tony West. I will read straight from the shutter synopsis cause I'm lazy and I didn't write one. Um, a team of hapless reality TV ghost hunters experience a true paranormal activity for the first time while making a make or break episode in the most haunted mansion in Mexico. Facing cancellation on one hand and supernatural entities on the other, the team must figure out a way to bust the ghosts, deliver the episode of a lifetime, and escape with their lives intact. A Shudder original. Um, The crew here, uh, I believe their names... Let's see here. Uh, Sam, Kate, Lloyd, Javier... Uh, April who comes in later and Bob. Um basically they all have to they're on a on a fledgling uh ghost hunter type show. And uh in the beginning they're doing like really uh cheesy, you know, ghost rigging stuff, you know, uh really uh really really corny shit. Just to you know, like the wind is flying. You know, it's a, like a fan going on him, and then there's like a, the the spirits moving through him. Just really, really stupid shit that you know nobody's nobody's going to buy. Uh, which is why their uh, their ratings are you know in the crapper. But uh, soon their uh, their production company learns of this uh, mansion down in down in Mexico and supposedly it is truthfully haunted and uh Kate the the tech girl of the group they really want him to actually you know help people instead of doing you know all this you know theatrical shit um turns out you know down in Mexico the uh the mansion is really haunted and uh it has they really have to b- rely on the brother Lloyd who is like you know in this you know wholeheartedly and it turns out you know they have to fight off this i believe the the ghost father's name is ezekiel it was uh the ezekiel killed his wife and his kids and they've been haunting the mansion ever since and anybody that goes into it um really liked it uh i thought some of the some of the jokes were were pretty pretty good uh my, my favorite by, by far is, uh, Javier, you know, with that pinche Mexico, um, yeah, he keeps calling everybody pendejos and, uh, yeah, just the, just to relate the relationships between, between everybody, uh, I really, really liked, uh okay i'm trying to find my my line of the movie but i would have to say uh the best runner is i've made modifications (laughs) and because that that just uh, definitely applies to to everything uh feel free to jump jump in guys (laughs) (laughs) i'm with you i think have
0: javier is my favorite character as well um I'm blanking now. You met, I don't, did you mention that he dies in the movie?
4: Uh, no, no, but yeah, if, if you want to, yeah, there are, spoilers. That, we always have spoilers. So yeah. And that angle, well, and that happens within the first half of the movie anyway. Um,
0: it happens pretty early. It's a neat, uh, yeah, that aspect of it. Um, I thought was the hook that sunk yeah. in for me. Cause like up to that point, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is kind of, you know, whatever. And then like he dies and becomes, and he's still part of the ghost hunting team in a way I thought was, Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's comedy. That's great. That's a lot of fun could be had with that concept. And, uh, and they do some really great stuff. One of my favorite bits is when they're talking to the, when they're having Javier translate for, what she's saying to the ghost children and he's paraphrasing in the only way that Javier would paraphrase. I thought it was, I thought that stuff was really, really funny. You know, usually seen like that. They would like, you know, perfectly translate it back, but he's like using curse words and everything. (laughs) Um, and then just the idea of like, you know, how are they going to be able to see him? Well, he put a freaking sheet on his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: And he knows I, it. He's like, thanks, guys.
4: <laughs> I had a few problems because it seems like uh, that April and Bob were just throwaway characters. I would have liked to have seen because uh, they set up Bob like really, really good. Like he would be, uh, he'd be this really fun character to take the take this ride with, and then he just gets axed like way too quick, in my opinion.
0: Like those characters were definitely there for yep. fodder. They were there to be killed and create the tension. I thought April lasted
4: longer
2: than I thought she would.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I thought she would probably be like the first first to go, but I I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of, of Bob and uh I heck, I almost think like my favorite scene in the movie is when they're in there with the the head of the network and they made it <laughs> I think that's probably like my favorite scene. It has nothing to do with the haunted house. Um uh yeah, uh just a lot of them, you know, like with Javi, you know, not being able to walk through the wall and he's always saying puta madre, which is, you know, motherfucker. And um yeah, just a, lo- a lot of the a lot of the gags with with Javier or Javi just uh it really it, it made the movie. It, it it pretty much in my opinion saved the movie for me. Yeah.
0: It, it really did for me too. Just not just the character, but again, the concept of of you know, one of your main characters gets killed, and oh my god, it's a horror movie, main character one of the main characters get killed, but then they always oh, ghost is now here and help can help the rest of them try to survive this thing.
2: It's like he's a detective.
0: Oh shit. Sorry, um drink. And just <laughs> and just a lot of the fun things that they play with that as well. Like yep. again, another favorite moment, right there towards the end where Know, the light they're walking out, and the light's there, <laughs> and, and Javier it thinks it's for him, and he he does he he just stands the there and it falls and falls backwards into the into the light, but it's not for him, and he falls flat on his back
4: yeah, it just tries to do the nesty plunge and just completely you know beef it <laughs> <laughs> uh so a
0: lot of a lot of great gags like that, and again, I thought you know I thought it was a fun and original concept that would only work in a comedy, I think, but just having a ghost as part of the ghost team. And like that end scene, I kinda wanna see a sequel where Javiar is a full on fledged member of this ghost team, you know?
1: Yeah, that's where I sort of felt like it wasn't necessarily the best ghost hunting movie I've seen, or um I, I thought some of the choices were questionable but i uh, appreciate that it's completely unique and did some stuff i didn't expect and took it in a different direction than the other two that we watched uh some cool some cool twists in it i no, like I the way it- how
4: they I, I was just gonna mention how I like the way how they basically they could not leave that house no matter how hard they tried. This with the portal, yeah, like when it jumps or, out the window and comes yeah. in the other window. That, that was, really was cool. Yeah, I totally dug that. That's that's pretty sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, a great device to keep them trapped in this house. That's happens doors to the the Flyboy
2: all the time. Was, <laughs> right, I wish. <laughs> but I feel like it's the nature of the movie because it, you know, it starts out as a fake ghost hunting group, obviously that are trying to pull a fast one. They're trying to do this thing for ratings. It's all based in BS from the beginning. And so what I, I, what I liked about it is watching it as each uh, scene and each step got more serious. Then I got, I enjoyed it more, you know? And by the time I got to the end, I'm like, Oh yeah, they, they definitely all went through their arcs and then, it turned into the thing that they wanted it to be. And then I loved it by the end. It just, yeah, it it just started in such a place that made it tough,
0: but I'm glad that by the end it was great. I'm glad I stuck with it. And I do want to figure out, you know, if you have any old guitar pedals laying around, (laughs) how to make the walls. (laughs) Right. Using a guitar pedal. That was cool.
2: I also really liked that it had a ethnic element to it. Like you don't necessarily, you know, it had the Spanish thing. I mean, I, I also thought they used the word punta too much in the first 15 minutes. I'm like, every other person was saying that word. I'm like, okay, we get it, but make it subtle, you know, like, but I liked that it had that Mexican take on a film and that's kind of a normal film. And, uh, I,
0: I liked it for that. But again, it obviously is a film that doesn't have a ginormous budget. Um,
2: no. And I thought they did a
0: lot with, they what did they a lot with had. it, yeah. but I can't decide if like, cause I feel like the makeups, obviously some of the gore effects were very cool and the makeups design wise are cool. I feel like some were of the, application- good? well, that's the thing. Like, Am I finally seeing the negativity of 4K, or, or was the blending not especially on the children's slit necks? Those those blend good. lines were bad, and I blamed it was because of putting makeup on children, especially right. on their necks. Right. But but I don't I don't know. Especially like what is this a PF movie? Who did the effects here? <laughs> oh, I'm done.
2: But no, it, but really, I, you know, even Ezekiel's, it's like the concept's great.
0: I'm not sure.
2: You Know, yeah, they did what they could, probably. Yeah, the movie as a whole is a you know, they shined it up pretty good, I thought. But oh my god, when the guy's girlfriend is
0: possessed, and happy hearts trying to possess, and he's, he's <laughs> trying
4: to get in her. Yeah, he's just like, Try he's helping help Kate,
0: <laughs> he's helping Kate.
2: <laughs> All right, Flyboy's being way too quiet. Uh, would we, we get one out of three? <laughs>
3: Okay, so (laughs) oh man, (laughs) (laughs) no, you know I I really enjoyed the opening scene where they're in that lady's restaurant, I believe. Oh yeah, Uh and you know the they're doing a take on you know rumors of you know TV shows faking stuff and such, and I really love the setup of where um, his wife in the films telling him, you know, you need to be truthful with her or what have you, you know. And it's, it kind of builds up and builds up and you think, Oh my gosh, he's going to, he's going to be honest and everything. And then he's like, your grandma's that, you know, or what yep, have you, yep, you know, yep. I, yep. I really love that. Um, honestly, I think the next 30 to 40 minutes I couldn't
0: get into, I thought it dragged. It was really slow. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. It was starting to lose me <clears throat> around that part too.
3: Right. Absolutely. And it it was, it was tough to get into. And then. As Mike mentioned when Javier, is that his name? When he died, yeah. that was so fucking brilliant of how they used him yep. to help help them just all the all the way put just as so much of putting the sheet on him <laughs> of him using his body to write on the wall in blood.
0: <laughs> it's me, Dick. Oh yeah. yeah right, yeah. right. You know what I <laughs> mean?
3: But like <laughs> it's so fucking clever of like yeah. how how they can use
2: oh just it was also around the same time where the little brother his shit finally started kind of working and that was really cool too yeah
0: the equipment actually was ended up being real yeah Yeah, that was awesome i i mean
3: i i enjoyed it right i enjoyed it but that that 30 to 40 minutes i was starting to lose (laughs) it but the the end made up for it that whole that whole play with javier of how he can Help them it was it was brilliant
0: i loved it best special effects of the movie the best probably cgi <laughs> scene i've ever seen best use of cgi oh ever God. is when they're like well, how are we gonna know javier's there and you see you see this invisible hand grab boob? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but
2: a great arc because they became real you know like yeah. it was all fake and always fake except for the one brother and now he gets to be the superstar that it couldn't do it without him and and now they're really doing real good finding real ghosts and then that's really cool where they end up.
3: And I, I like that play of you that baddie could kill a ghost. You yeah. know, like oh, yeah. you know, Neat, yeah. right? Right, right. Yeah. I thought that was uh different and unique and they clever. did some
0: yeah, they did some cool myth method- um uh, uh, lore, some, Whatever you want. some yeah. cool lore and ethos in mm-hmm. this particular yeah. world as far as like, but then because they did it in a way of like discovering it them for them, for discovering uh-huh. it for themselves. Cause Javier, even though he's a ghost, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing as a ghost. He can't pass through walls and stuff like that. And then at one point he thinks he's invincible because, right. you know, he's already dead. He can't yep. be killed. <laughs> and then we learned that's not true. <laughs> but then it doesn't occur to any of them until they actually get out of the house again it's like ghost can kill another ghost yeah. obviously Very you know cool. so so yeah it was pretty pretty some pretty cool world building that was going on that we get to see develop as they get to see it develop as well so
3: and it makes me when i'm watching that it makes me like whenever i've witnessed something like you know a, a book falling off a you know, counter something like, if I had them goggles, what the hell's really going on there? You know, seeing that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, right? Does right. make you wonder what, yeah. Oh, when, when he's dragging his dead body up those stairs, <laughs> they're like, this is all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sorry,
2: would you so see funny. a smart ass like you knocking a book <laughs> off just to fuck with you? <laughs> right?
0: Would you see that? Oh, man. Yeah.
2: I think I liked it at the end, but.
0: Yeah, it was cool. I yeah. liked it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. That's, uh, that's the films for this episode. Oh, wait. There's still more show to come. It'll be segments time here on Attack of the Killer podcast right after this break. Uh, and if you like our show, you should check out all the other amazing shows on our own podcast network called the PFPN or the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. You can check them all out at the website, thepfpn.com. Do it today. Check out all the amazing contents all the amazing content on the show. We'll be right back.
5: You're listening to the prescribed films podcast network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.
0: And we are back. It is time now for here's Jason with some shout outs.
2: It's time for...
0: Shoutouts! Shoutouts!
2: Shoutouts! 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 Shout That's right, everybody's favorite segment, Shoutouts. We asked, what is your favorite horror movies about Ghost Hunters? And we got some really fun responses. Over on Facebook, we got Mike Reeb, the Reebster! He, he, he talks about this movie that comes up several times that I've never seen, I think Mike always tries to get me to see it. But he says the Grave Encounters movies were
0: yes, awesome. damn it. Watched? Are they good? Fly
3: boy? I enjoyed the first one. I have not seen the second. You have oh, not seen the second one? I have one? not seen the second. You're
0: the one that talked me into seeing the first one. Son of a bitch.
3: He also says
2: Poltergeist will always be terrifying. Lonesome Ghosts with Mickey, Donald, and Goofy always cracks me up. <laughs> nice. Next, we got Brian Clark, motherfucking BC. He says, Ghost Watch. Oh, yeah. Very, very fun show. Mm -hmm. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Attaboy, Luther. (laughs) Uh, The Paranormal Activity Flicks. I'm tempted to spin off and add things like Hellboy because of the BPRD, but I'll leave the monsters out of this this time. Oh, and fucking Ghostbusters. Duh. (laughs) next we got attacker Brian J. Godsell. He says the frighteners has to be my favorite. It's a good one. It's really good. Yes. Next we got Don and Nelly. He says, um, pronounced gone GM, gone haunted house, haunted asylum. Read words, Jason. Uh, he likes that one. It comes up again. Another place gone It's good.
4: It. I recommend it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It is good.
2: Um, and the Grave Encounters films are mandatory watches, except for me. Apparently, I don't have to watch them. I have a, I have a soft spot for both Watch and Seven Nights of Darkness, while non-horror, but still as essential as the two Ghostbusters films. Dave Shelton says, Wendy, an amazing script. It needs to be made.
5: Stefan Smart says, Christine. Exorcist. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Amazon Beard—that's his name.
2: Amazon Beard says Ghostbusters. Ha ha, ha. All female and male team. He <laughs> I agree. I like.
0: I like. I like, I like the like, girls one. Yeah. I, too. I mean, I think it's hilarious. Haters out there, it's good.
2: Not just because our pal Sam's in it, but other—that's reasons. It's hilarious. Anyway, that'll start a topic of debate. We really need to move on. Uh, <laughs> next, we got Tim Letterer. He says, I'm basic. It's the 1984 Ghostbusters, which has to be the first thing I ever saw with Lovecraftian themes in it. It's a good pick. Yeah. If you ask a brother to watch a movie, that's Tim Lennarer right there. It's his fault for the last episode. <laughs> Blame him. Send the mail to that guy. <laughs> Just kidding. I loved it. Uh, next we got Nick Leadum, the Frighteners. Yeah, That's a good one. Next we got our new attacker, Andrew Moeller. He says Grave Encounters one and two, Flyboy and two and two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also says thirteen ghosts. Man, I love that movie. Ooh, Yeah, but which one? The new one. It doesn't say how you. you I know one. he likes both, and he also says <laughs> the Legend of Hell House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. He agree, agrees. Yeah, it's good. And then lastly on, uh, that's in our Facebook group. Uh, we got my bleeding ears. I'm sure this is Larry. He says the
0: segment in wax work too. Yes. Right. With none other than Bruce, mother effing Campbell.
2: Bruce, mother effing Campbell.
0: Where he, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's a good one.
2: Uh, we didn't have anything on Instagram today, but over in Twitter, we got clubber bam at clubber Bam. Bam. right, And it is all caps, the BAM part, so you did it right. He says, of course, Ghostbusters and the Frighteners plus Gondium Haunted Asylum are really good ones. He also adds, this is probably the most important part. He says, you guys rock.
0: Yeah, thank you. He's right.
2: Thanks, Clever Bam. Bam! And then lastly on Twitter, we got Jamie D. Scott at... Uh, GRL horror fan, girl horror fan. She says this movie is great, and then shows this little gif of Grave Encounters. I hear that's good. I don't want you to watch. That's what it I, now. I. I mean, Jamie. <laughs> I'll
0: always listen to Jamie D. Scott. You're gonna watch these movies now just because just. of all these other people, <laughs> even though I've been screaming from the freaking. <laughs> hills for years on this movie these movies. if you
1: only had the power to put them on a podcast and make us watch you know what he almost did let's this, yeah
0: let's pull back the curtain here a little bit what? like jason was kind of helping me come up with some topic ideas uh-huh. and this sprung up and and i think it's far it's came from the go the um uh which one uh from ghost, ghost team, team. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think
2: I like I need some more movies. And then yeah. I steered it
0: right towards and then, comedy and stayed away from the Well no, you literally called it out. It's like eh, as long as I think grave encounters. <laughs> because
1: it was I mean, you. didn't Jump on that.
0: I know it's I kinda got hooked on the
2: idea of it. But, but Jamie D. Comedy. Scott is right. So maybe I should. God. She never lets <laughs> me down. So, You'd probably watch it if there's a freaking <laughs>
0: rift tracks version.
2: I would. And that's all we have for shout-outs today, don't forget, you can also leave us a voicemail that will play on the show. You can get your voice on the show. Um, all you got to do is give us a call at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. That is shout-outs, but we're not done yet. You know what's so awesome, Flyboy? I don't know if you've been, you know, you've been off the show for a while, but over the last several years, um... We we've gotten a lot of celebrity listener fans. What? Oh yeah, we have a lot of um, celebrities that listen to our show now, and not only do they love our show, but they also um, they like to introduce our next segment, like this one we got coming up. This (laughs) is you're not going to believe who we got today. This is going to be great. Just listen.
5: Hello, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger for Attack of the Killer Podcast. Now you may you may have known. My movies, from time to time, for 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 instance, uh, the pr- Predator, or uh, the, the the End of Days that I did with um the, the uh, I don't I don't remember, but it's it's not important. But right now, I want before I introduce Insane Mike's picks, I want to pick your brain. That's what I'm going to do. Now, I want to pitch my next movie. F- to a, for for the pres- prescribed films, I want to make a sequel to the kindergarten cop, but in this time, I want to be a bad cop i want to 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 play for the other side you know I want to start the, the selling the narcotics within the school we can call it uh, the kindergarten Coke mules <laughs> <laughs> what? See, the, 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 I, I already uh, the, the 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 Charlie Sheen has already signed on to play the principal and Lindsay Lohan could be a concerned uh, uh, use I mean mother and what i what I do is i i send I send home the 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 the, 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 narcotics, the in the in, in the in the in the school lunches and then maybe they come back with like the the two three hundred dollars in the gobots thermos or something. And if they come up short, I take them to the naughty corner and I say, that is a very bad thing to do. And I gingerly tell them that, how they can you know, <laughs> in, improve by not doing such things while I pull out their fingernails with a pair of fucking pliers. <laughs> sort of like a learning exercise. <laughs> in prescribed films, does not <clears> like <throat> it. I don't care because we're going to in production anyhow. He's insane. Mike's picks. Do it! <laughs> Do it now!
4: All
0: right, thank you, Arnold. And we will definitely, we'll definitely get to work on <laughs> kindergarten coke mule. <laughs> okay, <laughs> kindergarten coke mules,
5: Mules, Sorry. Floor. Floor.
4: <laughs> I gotta do this segment.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here's the thing I am so excited about this Insane's Picks, man. You don't even know. I've not felt this passionate about a movie for Insane's Picks since I honestly don't remember. This movie blew my freaking mind. It's probably one of my new favorite obsessions. It's from 1999. It's a little movie called Night Killer.
3: Virginia Beach Police Department. Officer Gabrielle here.
1: I just got a phone call from a guy spying on me. Was it an obscene phone call? Yes. Did he threaten you?
3: Yes. Ah!
0: The same again. She doesn't remember anybody or anything.
1: All of the victims were raped before they were tortured, mutilated, and killed by the masked
2: maniac.
0: you So the plot is, a serial killer with this really shitty, rubber Freddy Krueger-like mask And this really shitty monster glove with long, sharp, yet bendable claws that have the ability to stab through an entire human torso. Um, He is terrorizing the city of Virginia Beach, raping and killing various women. Melanie Beck, or Mrs. Beck, as she's called throughout the entire freaking movie a thousand times uh, an hour. Uh, this is, is the killer's newest obsession as the one who got away as he continues to hunt her down and terrorize her. Mrs. Beck, um, was so traumatized by her first encounter with the killer that she doesn't even remember anything. She doesn't remember that night. She doesn't remember, um, uh, she doesn't remember who she is. She doesn't remember how to act. She doesn't even remember her own daughter. Now, Mrs. Beck is played by Tara Buckman, who we all know as the mother uh, from the beginning of Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's right. And ironically, even though she's in this night, this Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff movie, uh, she was in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. But yeah, you, the first part of this movie, you're watching it and you're like, that is a shitty looking Freddy Krueger and the mouth doesn't move. At times I could see hair sticking out the back. And it's not like maybe, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into the movie that you realize, oh, he is just a guy wearing a mask. And why is he wearing this mask? And why is he wearing this like weirdo, burnt monster glove hand with these outrageous claws on them? It, it It's so bizarre. Um, this movie is... Is nuts, and I freaking love it. It is bonkers, batshit crazy from beginning to end. It is one of those movies that you think aliens have come down to Earth and try to disguise themselves as human beings by making a movie how they think human beings work and how human beings act, um, but they get it 100% wrong. This movie is directed by Claudio uh, Fagazio, so now it probably all makes sense to you now, right? right. You know the director of Troll 2. Um, wow. Also- that's right. Also, Monster Dog and Zombie 4, a.k.a. After Death, uh, Beyond Darkness, a.k.a. La Casa 5, and also co-directed by Bruno Matei! Oh, no. Yes! Bruno Mattei. Such great films as Hell, Living Dead, Jason's Favorite, Rats, Night of Terror, mm-hmm. Zombie 3, Robo Wars, and the upcoming um, watch party, Shocking Dark a.k.a. Terminator 2. He also did Cruel Jaws, In the Land of the Cannibals, uh, Zombies at the Beginning, uh, Women's Camp uh, Women's Camp 119, The Other Hell, Violence in a Women's Prison, Women's Prison Massacre. You could tell I'm a Bruno Mattei fan. Um, I'm also a Claudio fan, and it's weird because if you go and check their credits, they seem to have worked a lot, kind of, sort of, with each other. Uh, Claudio also had did some directing on Hell, the Living Dead, Rats, Night of Terror, zombie three. I think everybody at one point worked on zombie three. Um, so you'd think it would be a, a much better movie. Uh, Claudio was apparently there was the original director of this movie and the original cut had very little gore because his why he wanted his film to be a, a more psychological TH word. Uh, the producers uh, were definitely not happy with Claudio's cut And so they sent in Bruno Mattei to save the day. He shot additional scenes to amp up the gore and the violence. Um, Interesting little fact. And I'm still trying to do research on this because I'm I'm still so confused. In Italy, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released uh, under the title, Don't Open That Door, or Non-Aprite-Killa-Porta 3. Night Killer was released in Italy as part three in this, they, the, uh, don't open the door franchise, much like the, um, La Casa movies I've talked about a million times on the show, uh, just how they would just slap an American film as part of a franchise that they have already going on in Italy. But the thing is, is I cannot, if, if, um, night killer at one point was considered, don't open that door part three, what was part two? And I can't, Figure it out because every time I, I look it up, they just cite all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres as being the films that are part of the Don't Open That Door franchise. All of them. So they're saying part two is part two of that franchise, but yet Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 is also part three of that franchise. But a lot of other places have clearly said that Night Killers is part three in that franchise. Whatever, too much to think about right now. You just got to sit back and enjoy this movie. It is again, it is batshit crazy. So, um, <clears throat> at one point, our our um, our main protagonist here, Mrs. Beck, is being uh, stalked by the killer. She gets this uh, obscene phone call in her house, and she looks out the window and she can see this creepy guy at the, at a payphone across the street. So she calls the cops, and the cops cops first of all. Uh, The cop has a phone that's taped up with duct tape, um, which was interesting. And the cop tells him, instead of like, hey, we're going to send a patrol car right away, we'll wiretap the phone, whatever. His advice, what this police officer tells her to do is lock herself in the house, and I'll call you back in five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So she locks her house uh, from the inside of the house with a key. Who, who locks your house in the inside with a key? Who, who does that? Nope. Uh, but it's too late. The killer has already gotten the house. So the phone rings again. She answers it, all upset because apparently the police officer called her too early, because she is all like, "You said you were going to call back in five minutes." And but it's not the officer. It's the killer. And he's in the house, literally in the door frame right behind her. On a phone! Where's that phone plugged in at? And how did she not hear him standing in the doorframe of the same room that she's in? And so we don't really see kind of what happens between them in this scene. We just cut later to um, she has survived. The killer got away. And this friend of the family, um, who is now horribly scarred after confronting the killer, managed to save her. But she doesn't remember any of it because she's got this weirdo extreme case of amnesia. Um, And then we have this, the most bizarre, disturbing, fucked up, meet cute in cinema history where a guy is driving down the street, drives alongside Mrs. Beck in her car, and starts like making cat calls at her and like making passes at her while both driving simultaneously down the street. And she, she's, she speeds away to try to get away with him. And he goes all out of his way to follow her wherever she ended up. She ended up parking in front of, I don't know, some office building or something. Got out real quick, ran to the office building, went and hid in the bathroom. He finds your car. Um, kind of looks around the car and make sure it's hers. Like, okay. And then goes into the building somehow manages to figure out to follow her all the way into the bathroom where she pulls a gun on him, makes him strip naked and flush his clothes down the toilet so she can get away. She ends up going to the beach, drowning her sorrows in medication and booze and attempt to kill herself. He finds her again with magic pants that he, I don't know where he got the freaking pants from. Um, Cause his pants got flushed down the toilet. Finds her again, gives her the Heimlich to barf up the um, freaking pills. And it's like, Oh, Oh, he cares. <laughs> cuts to, she's passed out. Cuts to having her tied up in his bed and basically tortures and rapes her through the next 20 minutes of the movie or whatever. And uses her as this like slave. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on (laughs) this is supposed to be the hero what's happening and the reveal of who this guy really is is the most fucked up part spoilers i'm sorry i'm gonna give it to you doesn't matter how much i spoil this movie because you got to see it turns out this crazed rapist stalker guy ends up being her husband that was told by her psychiatrist to do this extreme act in order to jog her memory of the events that happened.
5: This movie is
0: awesome. <laughs> oh, and that's not even the killer scenes. That is that, the killer's not even the best part of this movie. But yet the killer stuff is just is just freaking amazing too. Again, you could totally see that these are rubber fingernails on this on this Rubber hand, and still he manages several times throughout this movie to clearly stab it all the way through a woman's torso to kill her. You got to check it out. It is on Tubi. I'm assuming it's probably on other places as well. Um, but I, oh, oh, you are doing yourself a disservice if you're not turn turn this off right now and and, and you need to watch <laughs> it. Night Killer from 1999. Wow. Oh my god! This may be the movie I make Tad watch. Oh my! I think Tad would love it. To be honest, it's so freaking insane. Okay, that wraps up the show. I want to give a special shout out and thanks to Stephen Flatboy Tracy for being on. Flatboy, hey, thank you so much. Tell, tell everybody
3: where we can find you on the internet Ooh. webs. Um, you can go to our website, uh, www w.iaparanormal.com or go to Facebook and uh, just type in Iowa Paranormal. You'll see a picture of us. But what if you don't know what we look like? Right. Right. Oh. Hmm. But you'll find us. Um, and this, you know, this year has been a slow year due to everything going on. But this Saturday is our actual first um, haunting. Paranormal Investigation of the Year. We have an old mansion um, that we've never investigated before that's been on uh, my bucket list. So, we're pretty excited about that. And, uh, yeah.
2: It also relates. Uh, is it okay to talk about Flyboys Toys? Oh, yes. YouTube page? you yeah, got a contest about going.
3: About <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have a YouTube page, Flyboys Toys and Collectibles. Um, I just do uh, kind of different uh, mystery unboxing videos and uh, recent pickups and such. And uh, once I hit uh, 50 subscribers, I'm going to be doing my own mystery box giveaway with some cool shit. So if you go there, uh, hit subscribe and watch the videos, hit, hit the like button,
0: and uh, I'd appreciate it. Awesome. Love them. More. We appreciate you, Flyboy, for being on the show. I mm-hmm. oh, mean, just good times. It's like, it's like the good old days again. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. So that's our episode, boys and girls. We did it. We made Jason the believer in ghosts. Wait, what? And remember, if you hear weird creaking noises in the middle of the night, it's probably just Andy watching you sleep from your closet. We'll talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh, no. Could this be
2: the
1: end of? Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast, Attack of the Killer Podcast, Attack of the Killer Podcast,
2: Attack of the Killer Podcast, Attack of the Killer Podcast. See you next time. Hey yeah, you did it! Woo! It's awesome. You made it to the end of the episode. Look at you. Thanks for listening, guys. You've come
0: such a long way.
2: This was a real fun ride. This one was especially good, Mike. I know. I mean, I felt like I was on point, and my form was
0: excellent. You do have a nice form. Hey, thanks.
2: Head over to jointheattackers.com and you can figure out how you can help support this show and get access to so much cool extra
5: content. Check it out, guys. Join theattackers.com. Do it.